you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Two posts that gets me to lose followers. I did a post the other day. Probably on, political ones for sure. Uh, no, the political ones don't ever lose me followers. I actually gained some from that. Really? Yeah, but that's because I'm pretty careful. Like, I don't go, I don't go like balls your, your out. Your marijuana ones. Yeah, I post a marijuana one, I'll lose a couple followers. Yeah. Or I'll post like a I did the um who is the fitness establishment one, the one that looks like a like a like the puppeteer Puppet holding yeah. the strings. By the way, uh you can find me on Instagram at Mind Pump Sal and you can find Mind Pump at Mind Pump. You find Justin at Mind Pump Justin and Adam yeah. it's, at it's Mind, Mind Pump, Pump Radio. Adam, excuse me, Mind Pump Radio. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's where you can find us on Instagram. But anyway, so I did a post uh with like it looks like, you know, a, a puppeteer holding strings and I talked about the fitness establishment mm-hmm. and I lost like like five followers like all your supplement all the companies. supplement companies yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like fuck all, <laughs> all your herbalife people he's really they're yeah like, he's no, revealing who we are no. yeah let's scramble anytime i talk shit about, shit about supplements i always lose it because you know i i mean i notice i i mean obviously we're there's tons of ads constantly i, I, I gain 100 i lose 100 it's just a vicious cycle i notice on my page all the time and I always notice the supplement ones, you know, when they come on, you know, because they're they're You can tell by their name and then I click on their page and it's all supplement shit. So and they, they see people they see fitness people with a, a large following and they that's the game. That's the hustle. Right. The hustle is that somebody tagged me uh, some. Oh, I, I forgot to share this one with you guys. I have, actually haven't even had a chance to look it up. I want to look it up with you guys. It would be funny to do this. But uh, this like uh, it was AmericanModels.com. AmericanModels.com. <laughs> they 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 went on one of my pictures and they're just like, you know, we've been following you for a long time and you're exactly what we're looking like. This whole like, like generic spiel to me, like, yeah, dude. Can like, you show me your quarter turn? Fill, <laughs> fill out an application on mine or on um, um, AmericanModelingSomething.com and we'll get back to you and, and talk about what we can do together and all this Check stuff. Check out this blue steel. I haven't even had a chance to get. On they that. they obviously haven't listened to you. A listened to you on the show, <laughs> or B read your post to know that you're a loose cannon. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> and that's why too. I always know. I'm like these Who's, guys. Yeah, they, you know, a year later in the fucking. Boardroom. Uh, who signed this fucking model? <laughs> yeah. He's a liability. But he had the look. Yeah, He's yeah, a right. fucking I liability. Don't understand. See, I would take a company like uh, you know Jack Daniels or Trojan or something coming yeah. after me. You know, say like, Trojan. like, oh, okay, they You'd like be me. perfect. Yeah, them, I'm like, yeah. oh, they're totally, yeah. they totally read my shit. Trojan man. Trojan Magnum. He's you, Adam, and he wipes his ass. Big, big enough, even for Adam. Big enough. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Talking about posts, uh, this leads me to something that I actually wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up and uh, and hear you guys' two cents on this. Somebody wrote this on your page, Sal, actually not too long ago. My page? Yeah, you you uh, I can't remember which one. I know obviously you've been you've been on fire lately with the controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one it was one of them <clears throat> dealing with like studies, and it was definitely one of the more controversial ones that you posted in the last week, uh, referring to something. Um, you know, not being true or what, what was, what'd you just put out there recently? Was it the pre-workout one? Yeah, I think, no, it was before the pre-workout one. It was something before that. What was the, another? yeah, that one took some heat. That it one did. did take some heat. Matter of fact, the pre-workout one. Still going. It was, well, the one you, had, you had like 150 comments on it. People are that religious one. about those pre-workouts. Which one was that one? Just, the, well, one before, the one before the pre-workout one that you did. That was crazy. Uh, I don't know. It was maybe, was it the Stepani one? No, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. Stop the... eating the same food every damn day. Oh, it was that one? I was think. it that one? I think it was that one. Okay, but anyway, somebody. Why would that be controversial? Well, I don't know. Well, it was. It was something that was, he was referring to the science, and somebody got on there and was trying to debate with Sal that uh, you know it, 
that mistake that, number one <laughs> is you know okay sure that's the science now until you know later science disproves that also that's the problem with all Ooh, i get that argument a lot right yeah. okay mm-hmm. so this is what i wanted to talk about and i i was you know i was actually sharing that with uh katrina last night and i said you know what like that just shows you how jaded everybody yeah. is. It's just a very dismissive immediately. Like, you know, Oh yeah. So egg yolks now are good. Uh huh. Great. Wait like five years. Right. You so know, I was thinking about that. Like, wow, there's probably a lot of people that listen that actually feel that way. They hear us talk about science and, and the things that we, and they're probably like, well, that's great. I also heard this other doctor say uh-huh. this, and I'm sure someone in six months is going to disprove what these guys are saying. Well, here's the deal. Well, yeah. S- science is not religion. Let me, let me clarify. Okay. Uh, religion consistently seeks to prove itself right. Uh, science consistently seeks to prove itself wrong. And this is a good fucking thing. You want this. You want, you want someone to come out with a theory or a position, and then you want millions of scientists or however many scientists constantly trying to disprove it because uh, it evolves, it changes, and eventually it leads to truer and truer and truer statements. Right. And this is this is fucking great. Are they going to make mistakes? Of it course they are. It betters the process. Yeah, are we're you, refining the process. Come on, man. If it wasn't for freaking science, like, you know, we would still be smoking cigarettes because initial studies showed that cigarette smoke... Right was fine but, but uh, you know what it might come back oh cigarettes were good for us well he, yeah, that's not going to be the case well hey on that <laughs> jack i'll tell you some on that point uh we know that nicotine by itself actually helps prevent alzheimer's so just so there you go i mean smoking's not good for you but nicotine yeah. can actually have some benefits so there's a component it's a there. nootropic uh-huh. but my point is that's uh that's a good thing and science does evolve but i will say this this is where i'm always going to err i'm always going to go to this direction here uh, you know, organisms have been on Earth for millions of years, and humans have been on Earth for a long time, and we've we evolved uh, alongside our environment, alongside bacteria, alongside viruses, alongside plants that we eat, and animals that we hunt and kill and eat, and we've been cooking for you know or using fire for millions of years. So when you when you consider that, you can consider that the evolutionary process has probably set us up. Uh, to to do pretty well in that type of an environment. Mm-hmm. So if a new science, if a study comes out that says chemical A right. is not dangerous, then I'm going to place a little bit of money that there might be some new science coming out that says chemical A's might not be good later on once we learn how to study different things. But as far as eating natural foods, as far as living in your natural environment, as far as comparing, you know, let's say fats from a natural source like you know, an animal that lives in the wild or from a plant versus comparing some processed something that we now think is safe. The, the, the natural stuff has probably got a better chance of being right. good for you because well, it's think, yeah. we evolved with it. That's yeah, right. There's a, there's a definite point to that with, with environment because the environment is going to keep changing, you know, based off of like uh, climate, based off of population, based off of like our own modulations. Uh, yeah, exactly. The things that we invent or, or we cultivate and, and, and create. And, and there's going to be like uh, artificial components that we're going to introduce that, you know, even like the animal environment is going to change. So we have to pay attention to that. And guess what? We do have to consider that uh, some things in science will evolve to better understand that relationship and how that's going to affect us if we're eating it, especially. 
Uh, so, you know, as far as like having that symbiotic relationship with bacteria, um, you know, we, we have to be able to, we still don't even really fully understand that. So that's something too, that we have to get better at. It's an emerging science. And there was a, when we, when germ theory was, uh, discovered, um, and we discovered that germs make us sick and then it was like this rush to kill all germs, right? Everything had to be super clean, kill everything. Antibiotics were perfectly safe. Um, and, uh, for many, you know, in the, in the large sense, um, it made, uh, a big difference in keeping humans alive longer. You know, we don't die from infections like we used to. Um, we don't, you know, women give birth and they don't die at, you know, 50% rate like they did in the early days because of, you know, just things being dirty. However, we're now learning that bacteria is also incredibly important for long-term health mm-hmm. and compromising that causes chronic illness. So it's, it's, it is a, you know, there is, there is an evolving course here. But if, if you went back and you looked at it and said, okay, washing my hands with soap is a good thing, uh, you know, using water is a good thing, but I'm going to take it to the 50 millionth degree and disinfect the fuck out of everything and take antibiotics all the time. That's a bad thing. And if you use the, if you use the, what, what I'm talking about in terms of looking at your environment, how we evolve with it, at that point, you might have made the right decision. You might have looked at a product and said, mm-hmm. uh, okay, you know, washing my hands is fine, but I'm not going to buy this soap that has antibiotics in it. Or I'm not going to, uh, you know, co- create this ultra clean environment where my body can't develop an immune system mm-hmm. type of deal. So that's kind of the, the mentality that I try to attach to things. And I also keep an open mind. I know you guys do too. Like, we may be disproven. We may look, you know, yeah. 10 years from now, something may come out and show that what, you know, what we may have preached may be wrong. Mm-hmm. I had a fucking massive paradigm shift just this last, you know, six months on supplements, on uh, their true use and benefit. And do they have a benefit, you know, for the most part? Um, so I, I, I think um, I think you have to look at all those things and be okay with an open mind, but also look at the science. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Well, what do you think about this? And and actually, that's perfect that you brought that up because I think a lot of the reason why people are so jaded over this is because so much of the studies that we have are are they're yeah. self serving. Mm-hmm. So many studies that come out, it rarely ever is someone just doing science for the better of science. It's unfortunate, but that's it's it's really well. There's no money in that. Exactly. So mm-hmm. most most science that gets that gets put out there to the general public had ulterior motives to get to be start in the first place. Yeah. It's a company that that has some sort of interest in the outcome of that study that decides, hey, we need to run a control, we need to run a study so that we can support this and we're going to sell more or whatever or, you know, people will not be afraid if we can show them that there's nothing to fear. And so they go in with those biased intentions already mm-hmm. and then we come out with this study that of course, of course you went in with it with already with that mentality that you wanted to turn out that way. And then if it doesn't turn out the way you want, you may not even post it or make it public <laughs> because you didn't go the way you wanted to go. You find another way to do another study to show your theory is is correct or that you know right. benefits you and whatever it is you're selling. So yeah, I, I personally, um, I personally enjoy the fact, love the fact that science uh, is constantly correcting itself because you 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 are getting closer to the truth. You're getting closer to real uh, information that's gonna you know, and and the results are more real as you continue. I would hate for science to be like. Uh, you know, here's your answer. We're not going to ever study this again. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to another subject. Because, of course, we've disproved ourselves so many times, you know? Um, look, uh, look at some of these. Uh, okay. How many times when you were a kid did your mom say, put on a jacket or you're going to get sick, right? Yes, Don't yeah. get cold or you're going to get sick. Well, right. we know now that viruses cause illness. Uh, but we also know that viruses tend to be more potent during the cold times of the year. So there's there's a reason why they said that, but we know the real 
you know, the real cause of getting illness. It has nothing to do with the cold weather. It's the fact that you're, you know, probably more indoors, getting less sunlight, et cetera. And so viruses are more prevalent. Um, this is all important stuff to study and to learn so that we have, you know, the right information. And science can be wrong and correct itself. Look, uh, cannabis. Let's talk about marijuana for a second. Marijuana smoke has got a shit ton of carcinogens in it. It's full of cancer-causing agents. Mm-hmm. But it's but yet they can't connect marijuana smoking to lung cancer. And trust me, they fucking tried. Oh, There's yeah. been lots of funding mm. to try to <laughs> yeah. connect. Ironically, you're right. not seeing emphysema from chronic smokers. No, and they're trying as hard as they can. They've tried for decades to prove that marijuana causes lung cancer. And on paper, it should. But it doesn't. Now we know why. Why? Because cannabinoids, which are the active you know, constituents and molecules in cannabis, are anti-cancer. So it gives, it gives you this kind of zero-sum effect. You get these mm-hmm. carcinogens, but then you get the anti, anti-carcinogenic effects of cannabinoids, boom. Cancels each other. You don't, yeah. get, you don't get lung cancer. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we, we create our opinions based on, you know, uh, simply looking at something. Um, you know, we could look at uh, exercise. Exercise is another one. I could look at exercise. Let's look at resistance training. While you're lifting weights, your blood pressure goes up. Mm-hmm. You're creating free radicals. You're yeah. creating damage in the body. You're stressing the body. Oh, cortisol is going up. Heart rate. All these up. different hermetic effects on your body. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at this and I would I could easily say, don't lift weights. Like this yeah. is not good for you. Right. You're gonna make your blood pressure go up. <laughs> it's like that study I showed, you know, we were reading through that and like how they were just showing like exactly what you're saying. Like they're showing like <laughs> all these markers for well, it causes inflammation. Is exercise really good for you? Right. You know, and they're we not could totally at, write an article like yeah. that, right? We could write an article that makes yeah. people think that exercise is bad for you by well, easily. Same taking thing with, science and manipulating yeah, it's it. It's the same thing with the natural, I forget, I, I was listening to this podcast, but uh, they're talking about uh, natural um, uh, insecticides that plants produce, right? And so these all provide us with all these great hormetic effects. So that's something that you're introducing into your body that you become, you know, resilient to these things, uh, you know, as you go forward, it makes you stronger, it makes your, you know, your, your gut floor, everything else like uh, stronger. So uh, it, it's just interesting because, you know, on a larger scale, it's very toxic, you know, and, and they, they produce it, but it's, it's healthy for you to introduce this, this diversity into your body. Well, it just be, it, for me, it's, uh, it's interesting because a lot of the practices that um, the fitness industry promotes now are practices that they invented. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me give an example. Um, the eating small meals throughout the day thing, that's supposed to be better for you. Well, they kind of invented that. Humans didn't eat you know, six times a day. We just fucking did it. We'd have refrigerators and food was Yeah, but scarce. let's stop yourself right there. That was invented because of, once again, a study coming out to show that every time you consume meal, every time you consume a meal, it creates a thermogenic effect inside your body. So we took that little bit of science right there mm-hmm. that every time you consume a meal, it creates this thermogenic effect, creating a thermogenic effect in your body is in turn going to burn more calories and turn burn more fat. So therefore we can come forward and say eating multiple meals throughout the day is going to be far more beneficial. Burns more calories. Yes. So that's, so you add that into which the we know, which we know is false. We know it's false, but there is still truth to that. There's, it's there's, just, it's manipulated yeah. truth. That's what's fucked up. And it that's is. why people are so jaded. It is. Exactly. But but my point with that, for example, is uh, humans have always ate for the vast majority of time on Earth. We've always ate when we had food. Yeah, infrequently. 
infrequently. We didn't always. We had. We rarely had food. Uh, humans probably. We almost went extinct several times mm-hmm. because of lack of food. So now, what is We're the at science? The whims of the gods, right? Wait, and now, now, what is the science? This, story? So, this also explains why, because I get asked all the time about us being so pro intermittent fasting. This is why we're so pro intermittent fasting because we believe this is how we evolved. We yeah. totally so. <laughs> did, and we know now. We look. We look at the science now. Is now examining it and showing that going for certain periods without food way longer than what we used to say yeah before. It, it, it it kills uh cells that might potentially mutate it right. improves neurogenesis it uh it, you know regulates blood sugar better um it, there's a healthy benefit to fasting versus eating all the fucking time in fact eating all the time yeah, has intermittently been, yeah and, and eating all the time super frequently has been connected to things like inflammation mm-hmm. and altered gut flora um and and so you know, again, you're just going back to kind of how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to be natural, right? You know, with 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 your diet and your exercise. So that's really what we're exploring, and we're also, I mean, that's why we we have been exploring like upping our fats and like, you know, did this really benefit us? You know, in in the primal days, like, is this how we evolved to to our our brain size that we are today? Um, and, and so we're looking into that. And so that's why, you know, you do see some, you know, protective um, uh, effects of that as far as cellularly goes. And you also got to look at uh, how humans um, on an individual basis can vary pretty dramatically. Uh, a, a healthy diet looks can look a lot different from person to person. Mm-hmm. And that's it's the same thing with exercise. Um, some people are going to respond very, very well to a, uh, an exercise routine that's heavy into resistance training. Someone else might need to do a, a workout routine that's heavier into more meditative type exercise. You know, you've got to look at the individual depends on vari- your stress levels. Yeah, depends on your stress levels. It depends on uh, your 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 genes, your genetics. Right. Uh, it depends on how, how you express. enjoy. Yeah, I mean, imagine this. Imagine if. I despised resistance training, but I forced myself to do it mm-hmm. you know, every week, week in, week out. I'm going to get some negative effects from it because I'm doing something I fucking hate mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like People need to consider that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important, I think, that we look, you know, we, we definitely look to science for answers, but we also look to evolution. And if someone's telling you, hey, here's this new breakthrough package, whatever, and oh, here the science shows that you know, there's some benefit to this. You got to be skeptical yeah. because it didn't exist before. So what's the benefit really coming from? Well, and yeah. is the benefit long term or do I just get a short term benefit? And then does my body start to adapt? Yeah, you, you have to always sort of be able to interpret all this information and data and, and figure out how it applies best to you as an individual. And that's one of the biggest things that we try and voice on the show is like we are just presenting, you know, information that's available that, you know, like maybe in contrast to what we've known as uh, just common knowledge, which most of us have have had a certain amount of common knowledge in terms of how we eat and how we train, but we're looking even further depth to like, uh, well, is this really doing what it's saying it's doing? And now we're finding that there's, you know, there's a contrast there and, and maybe we should explore this. And so as we experiment with this and we seek further knowledge in this, you then as the listener need to interpret that into your own habits and, and rituals that you've established and see how that fits. Well, if you look at um, common knowledge and fitness, where did this common knowledge come from? It, uh, it came from and was promoted by uh, companies that had a, a, a vested stake in marketing 
this common knowledge. So they're going to push uh, whatever information is going to better, you know, is going to increase their sales or make their products seem more, um, you know, more necessary to be used. And number two, a lot of the information, uh, unfortunately, um, it comes from uh, anabolically enhanced athletes. Mm-hmm. And an anabolically enhanced athlete has changed their body in a fundamental way, and they simply respond differently um, than than the rest of us. This is why uh, frequency, uh, for example, frequently training each muscle group is far more important for a natural athlete than it may be for an athlete that's anabolically enhanced. And it's so important to have the transparency of that, which we don't get, which that's that's the inherent problem for me is when these, you know, anabolically enhanced athletes or, you know, fitness gurus then tout this this formula for for the masses to to use but they're not disclosing the fact that they're on a bunch of steroids right and, and, and you know somewhere along the lines it became common knowledge that you hit a muscle really hard once a week for whatever and here's the funny thing it always revolves around the fucking week uh, it's like an arbitrary number but of course it has to I'll fit tell within. you where that came out that yeah. came when the science came out about the importance of recovery when we when we learned that it was so important to to a muscle to fully recover so it can reach its full potential and strength, then we got so focused on hammer the shit out of it. But then you want to give it lots, plenty of rest so it can recover and rebuild and strengthen. Then you would hit it again. So that that mentality came from that. It came from I want to hammer it as hard as I can. Then I want to give it good enough rest so it fully recovers, and then I'm going to hit it hard again like that. And when you hit a muscle that fucking hard, sometimes you're sore for a week. Almost, you are, man. you are. And but you know, we know we know very well that recovery does not mean adaptation necessarily. Just because your body's recovering from damage doesn't mean it's going to build. Mm-hmm. And the body, for the most part, does extremely well with frequency. Mm-hmm. Frequency of stimulation does very well. And again, if we go back to evolution, pretty sure cave people didn't fucking bust their ass once a week and then do nothing for the rest of the time. <laughs> right. they, were probably, they were probably scrambling yeah. you know, most of the time, and sometimes it was more intense, other times it was they less sprinting intense. Sprinting, then they were hiding. Hiding, yeah. Sprinting, hiding. Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, the frequency, oh, frequency works very well, and we know the anabolic signal from, from resistance training lasts about 72 hours. So you take a client who's natural, and by the way, this works great on uh, on anabolic athletes as well. By the way, they just get away with training a certain way. It doesn't glad, mean that they'll do better. I'm glad you said that because I feel like uh, all my peers and stuff like that they they stray away from all of our program because they're oh, well, what the fuck? That's I got for a, natural. Athletes. I got anabolics. I don't need that. Yeah, it's for natural guys. Like right. no, dude, it works just as fucking good for us. <laughs> no, too, if anything, guys. it works better. It works better for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it works just as good for us. <laughs> yeah, but that frequent that that frequent Help you even more that frequent <laughs> stimulation uh, is is super effective and it's been lost. Like people are. You know, Monday is chest day and Tuesday is back day and blah, blah, blah. Instead of training everything more frequently with maybe a little bit less intensity. Right. And I mean, literally, uh, I mean, I could, I'll take this fucking statement to the bank. Nine out of 10 times, someone trains their body more frequently with a little bit less intensity. They build way more muscle than they ever did. Well, it's just before. like anything. Like it's this small little introductions of inflammatory or toxic like agents. So that's that horrible hormetic effect I keep kind of bringing up because it's, you, you see that too with like the, exactly what we're talking about adapting. So we're overcoming this stressor, this 
you know, this inflammatory thing that's, you know, a part of a part of the process. But your body is so smart that it it overcomes this. So when it overcomes it, you either build. So it builds muscle or it builds a process around it. So you become stronger. So when it, when it gets introduced in a higher amount, you're able to overcome it uh, temporarily. So you got to use all your resources to do that. But, you know, the way that we train is we're always introducing this. Mm-hmm. Well, th- what plays a big role, too, when you talk about frequency of hitting some a perfect example, what just happened to me two days ago, two days ago, I trained legs and I got after it uh, probably a little more or not probably for sure a little more than I need to because I'm sore as fuck today. And I've been I've been squatting or doing legs every other day for quite some time now. And there's no way I could today would be a day where I would normally get under and I'd squat and I would squat probably eight sets and I wouldn't go to failure and it would be a a moderately light day that day. Well, I can't I won't touch my legs today. I probably won't touch them tomorrow because I'm that fucking sore. I'm sore to get up and down. But had I had I got that that workout in. Even if it's that moderate, that easy, that that what I'm doing, the stimulation I'm doing, the amount of volume that I'm creating for my legs. Now I come back again on Friday and do it again. You add that all up together. The amount of total volume in the week is way more uh, that my legs would get if I'm hitting it uh, more frequently with less intensity than if than if I had to hammer it. It's that was the biggest paradigm shift for me ever. And I really didn't start to apply that until we all started hanging out a lot. And I, you know, what propelled it for me was you know, have, wanting to try and catch Sal with his legs. And I'm like, yeah, I trained the fuck out of my legs. And that's how I would train. Would the train quad them. wars. Yeah, so hard that I, I could not train them for at least three or four days because they would be so hammered. Maybe a light one, maybe two or three, but I had to give them that enough rest just so I could, it didn't hurt. Well, now it's, it's it, w- it took a lot of practice too. So don't get me wrong. If you don't train like this, or if you've never trained like this and you're a body part split guy, it will take some discipline mm-hmm. to pull yourself out of that mentality mm-hmm. because I would do You'll eight kill it. Yeah, I do eight yeah. sets of squats and I'd be like, I barely even have a pump sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes my legs don't like when I'm doing a heavy low rep and only like eight, eight to ten sets, that's not even enough reps to get enough blood really pumping into those those legs. And I don't feel this massive pump. So in my head, I'm going like, Oh, this is a hella weak yeah. ass workout. I, I mean, need to go do yeah. more. I need some, but disciplining myself no okay i did enough walk away and what what helped me and i told sal this the other day was i started tracking just my total volume and i i, I set myself a a volume goal every week so mm. okay i'm i'm typically i would measure Smart. figure out my volume my volume was uh on average you know let's say five thousand pounds a week on my legs so I would just simply get 6,000 pounds, six to 8,000. This next, I'd be transitioning this next phase like of that. pushing. I would go six to 8,000 pounds of volume. Whether that meant I got it in two or three workouts or four workouts spread out over light intensity one day and only one day ahead, it didn't matter as long as I, I hit that volume number and I was watching and I was just gaining, gaining. And the more I actually pulled off the intensity, the easier it was me to easier it was for me to press the volume up because I was okay. I felt and you could work out more frequently. Yeah, more mm-hmm. I could I could do it way more frequently and not bother me. And it was so less taxing. It was so it's a totally different scale than people are used to. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if you look at that on paper, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like if you if you can do that and you can kind of draw it out like that, I think that would help a lot mentally. It's funny they do studies on cardio and they'll find that, uh, for example, you could do two hours of cardio at one time. You know. Uh, once a week, or you could do four days of 30, 30 minutes of cardio. Mm-hmm. And the four days of 30 minutes of cardio is going to be more effective. Yeah. You're going to burn more body fat, better you're going to preserve more muscle, mm-hmm. and you're going to get uh, better health benefits from it. Well, 
That brings me back to your supplement thing that that you uh, you brought up, which I wanted you to share more about that. Your, so your, eating 10 meals a day is good? <laughs> <laughs> about your good paradigm point. being shattered. and Because this is how I feel about supplements. I, I We've never actually shared this before, so this will be new information for people that's listened to everything. So I the way I, I've, I've talked about how I have all these supplements in my house, I have a ton, I have everything you could possibly probably think of, right? Inside my house. Now, like I said, lots of this these supplement bottles have lasted forever up there because I rarely use them. And the way I justify using uh, any of my supplements, and I'm talking about creatine, BCA, glutamine, uh, vitamin uh, vitamin E, K, D, I mean, you name it, I've got it up there, omegas, he all that stuff, pee. caffeine, all that oh. stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Creatine, right? So I do not the even, tandy. I don't fuck with any of that. Until I've I've actually put myself on a plan like and I'm lifting consistently, I'm eating really good, and that is the last thing that I allow myself to even introduce because this is the way I look at it. If you were to take like let's say a pre-workout that you know there all the different things that are inside of a pre-workout, um, like the debate you got in with one of our buddies the other day, you there's science supporting that it does benefits your body. Do, do branch chain amino acids help you recover? Absolutely. Does caffeine stimulate you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, do do all these things? Do they do they affect it? Yes, the science proves that. But what they what we don't talk about is the comparison of how much it does benefit you in comparison to other things that are going on in your lifestyle and diet. For example. Yeah, they don't test that. Let's be honest. They don't test that. If you, let's take uh, Adam A sample, Adam B sample, and he, this is scenario one. Adam A is dialed nutritionally. He's not taking any supplements. He's working out every day. He's got a great program design. And then you put him against Adam B, who's actually dialed in nutritionally you know, his program design is 90%. It's not quite as good as Adam A. He misses days here and there, and he's a little inconsistent on on tracking things or whatever in comparison. Everything else exactly the same, and then he adds in the supplement. I'm willing to put all my money on that Adam A still of course. still exceeds Adam B in, in all, all of his achievements, whether it be burning fat or building muscle, because just the slightest bit of improving your program design or the slightest bit of change in your nutrition, getting it that much closer to what your body is supposed to be being fed, will blow away yeah. any fucking supplement on the market. Well, here, And it'll save you a shit ton of money. Look, uh, people spend hundreds of dollars a month on supplements. Let's say I go and buy fish oil. Like, oh, fish oil is good for me. But they complain I'm about gonna, the price of Whole Foods. Yeah, I'm going to go buy some fish oil. You could eat fish. You, and you know what? You're <laughs> right. going to get more than just fish oil in the fish, and you're going to get a lot of benefits from it. Or I need to take vitamin K. Or you could eat lots of leafy greens, and mm-hmm. you're going to get other benefits from those. The way I th- I, I'm starting to do it this way myself, and I, I've done this in the past. That This is kind of how I've viewed things for a while, but I'm really reaching a certain point with it. And I'm, I, you know, look, look to the listeners listening right now, we are also constantly evolving. This is a big evolution for me in particular in which I look at my diet and now I look at my diet and I modify it based on my needs uh, like I used to do with supplements. Mm-hmm. Like if I need more D, then I'll eat more of this or I'll do more of that. If I need more K, then I'll do more of this. For example, uh, when it came out to the pre-workout thing, you know, I don't, I stopped taking anything pre-workout and now I have coffee and I have it with some uh, coconut oil, a little bit of butter. So I get the MCTs, a little bit of fats with the caffeine, workout, have a fucking amazing workout. Post-workout, I don't even have a shake anymore. I'll just eat some food. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I feel better. I'm saving money, and I'm getting more of the health benefits from 
the natural components you're of those types of things. You're not losing your gains, bro. I'm not losing gains. I feel fantastic. You know, I get the caffeine from the coffee, but I also get the antioxidants from the coffee. Yeah. And oh, the coffee cost me way fucking less yeah. than, it, than, than my supplement did. And oh, post-workout, instead of a protein shake, I'm having food. Oh, and there's other things in the food that are that are going to be good for me. Guess what you can put all that money towards now? Like upping the quality of your food. Upping the quality of your food and learning. Ladies and gentlemen, if you took those $100, $200 a month that you spend on supplements and you spend that on learning program design, there you go. learning nutrition, hiring a trainer, maybe buying one of our programs like MAPS, uh, you're going to get way more bang for your buck than you ever will from any fucking supplement. You could even, look, I'll tell you what, you could take $500, spend them on steroids, which we know for a fact work, it's gonna or work. you could take $500, <laughs> invest it on good programming, good nutrition. I, the good program and nutrition will give you more benefits uh, longer term uh, than the steroids will. Oh, that's by a, far. That's number, the number one mistake anyone ever made. Everyone, back. anyone and everyone made, including myself with anabolic steroids, was thinking that once you took that, all of a sudden, just muscle would just fall, come on your body. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just every every super buff guy, that's what he had to do to do that for sure. And you know, once you do that, you're going to be there too. It was just about taking that risk of being the being you know able to stick a needle in your ass or be able to do that. And then when you do, you're like, we all dream of that. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? This is this is not as it's not the same. It's not what everybody says it is. Because if you don't do those other pieces, you see very very minimal no. change. And most people, as soon as they stop, go right back to where they were before. It's funny. I'll talk yep. to people who are really into fitness, uh, which there's a good chunk of our of our listeners who are really really into fitness. And these are the people that you you know used to have six meals a day, used to take pre workout, intro workout, post workout supplements, used to have daytime nighttime protein. I mean, they did the whole fucking thing, right? And a lot. There's a big percentage of people really into fitness that do that. It's not a small percentage. There's a decent percentage of people that really do that. And then I'll tell them, hey, you should try eating fish twice a week. You should also have maybe one vegan day once a week to give you your gut flora more diversity. Mm-hmm. You should try, you know, undulating your macros. You know, go keto for a while. Maybe throw some in a little, you know, some carbs in a little later. Hey, you know, pre workout. You know, try some of this instead of taking supplements. Oh, you need more creatine in your diet. Why don't you eat grass fed, you know, red meat? You know, a few days a week because you'll get more creatine that way. And you know what they tell me? Oh, that's too complicated. It's like, hold yeah. on a second. <laughs> you're, you're prepping you six meals a day. Yeah. You're spending three hundred dollars of supplements for your pre workout, intra workout, post workout, daytime protein night. Mm-hmm. It's actually not. It's actually less. It's actually less planning. And guess what? It's way more fun. Like I get to go to the grocery store now, and I look at the wide variety of vegetables, and I say to myself, okay. Uh, I know beets contain this. I know radishes contain this. Uh, do you know what I'm going to eat tomorrow? I'm going to eat this, this, and this to give myself these nutrients. And then tomorrow I'm going to eat this, this, and this. And you know what I'm going to do on Saturday? I'm going to have a vegan day because I want to have low protein. I'm going to resensitize my body to you know, the protein that I do eat so it's more efficient. And it's fucking fun, man. Mm-hmm. And I feel amazing doing it. Yeah. That's the way It'll you should charge look at you, it. For sure. Hack your nutrition. Look at your nutrition like a freaking scientist and look at your workouts like that. Yeah. Program. Like how many of you listening look at your workouts and program it like a like a like a like a programmer would? That's that's how you should look at your workouts. Okay. What is my what am I achieving with this week of working out? What is the goal? The goal mm-hmm. is what form of adaptation? Okay, I'm trying to build maximal strength. That's what I'm gonna focus on. Okay, next week I'm focusing on you know, postural stability. The following week, I'm looking for maybe a little more endurance. Like, if you view your your programs this way and spend your time doing it that way, a you'll save money. 
B, you'll get way better results than you ever got before. C, your health will be amazing. And D, you'll become a much more educated mm-hmm. uh, fitness consumer. And uh, all you know, you add those all up, and you're going to blow away your 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 peers who are doing the whole, you know, falling for the bullshit that you know that our our, our industry. Well, I love spews. I love too the the branched chain amino acid and the glutamine you know post workout thing is so important. And I know people are listening right now going like, whoa, yeah, but there's no way I I need that, and I feel a difference when I take that. I don't get as sore and I recover faster. And this then I'm like, that right there too is another thing that's been totally perpetuated by the the fitness industry is. How about you tink down your t- intensity level? Yeah, how about you look at your actual workout? <laughs> yeah, assess or, your or, workout instead you of- son your, of a bitch. Right? That, <laughs> well, that's just it. It's literally, that is the exact, like, okay, like I told you earlier, I am I'm so sore where in the probably five years ago, I'd be like, yes, workout accomplished. Where now I'm like, fuck, that was stupid. That was too much. I could have easily got away with doing two less sets of those walking lunges at the end and I would have been still probably sore enough. I did way more than I need to and it totally hinders me mm-hmm. from coming back today and doing it again. You know? Right, or, or look at it this way. like How many branched-chain amino acids are in, in a chicken breast or right. in a glass of milk? A lot. There's a lot. Those are complete proteins. Therefore, they contain those branched-chain amino acids already in there. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing you want to consider. Like you know, I'm taking these supplements... Uh, but wait a minute, if I eat these foods, it's actually got a lot more of these supplements in it and it's cheaper because it's not taken out and processed and synthesized and turned into this powder that I can, you know. Well, let me break down to how a study like that, that, that people have seen that have been excited about would, would show, and they would show something like this. So a week goes by and you and you, uh, they, their study group goes and is tracking, uh, you know, let's say 50 students or whatever like that, that are all working out. They're on the same program, whatever it's the, some double blind study. And half of them get fed uh, glutamine and then the other or half of them get fed their branching amino acid post workout and the other group doesn't get anything. Right. And then they compare at the end of this month long study and they show that, well, guess what? The people that took the glutamine actually had a 15 percent more increase of muscle per week. And everyone goes like, holy shit, that's crazy. Well, when you look at that, the the amount of muscle that all they built in a week is is so marginal and fractional as it is. And 15% of that is like ridiculously low. And then they are comparing it to somebody who probably didn't have anything. So there's so many moving parts in that study that don't even make sense. And even if it did, that that that's such a such a fraction. Well, what's 15 what's 15% of a half a pound of muscle that was that was built? It's water. Yeah. Or how do you how do you determine <laughs> it's, that? It's hardly anything. You know well, what I'm here, saying? Here, I'll give you an example. Create Creatine. creatine is considered a nootropic because it has been shown in studies to improve cognitive function. Hold it for vegans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, why would creatine improve cognitive function in vegans? But but efficient. they don't eat meat. That's right, and it fails to show cognitive improvement in people who don't mm-hmm. who who aren't vegan. So, like me or you, take creatine. We're not going to get really a nootropic boost from it, but a vegan will. Again supplementing for your needs they're just not eating meat and meat is the is where you get your creatine from your body synthesizes it from certain amino acids also mm-hmm. but you get it from from meat so you know would supplement it really supplementing it be necessary and, and here's the thing creatine by the way is probably the only supplement that'll give you any kind of a legitimate benefit or boost uh but uh i think you could even work your food around that if you want to what is the dosing on that is it what is it five five to ten a they day they say What's- five a day 
But I, you probably would yeah, need less than that, like one or two grams a day. Well, why I asked you that is because I know that you can get about three grams. And like a pound of meat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and about a pound of meat. So if you're a, a, a big dude who's already, which is, I eat that more than that. Yeah. Well, know? here's what I'm doing. So that's I'm, I'm, taking crea- I'm taking creatine on the days that I don't eat uh, red meat, which is the, higher, uh, the highest concentration of creatine. So, so that makes sense. On vegan day or on, on fish day, even though fish contain some creatine, not nearly as much, I'll take a little bit of creatine. And that's just as I'm, I'm augmenting my program, and uh, you know I'm at a, at a very high level well, with and my training. That's another thing that goes. That I'm glad you said that because that's how I feel like I am with my supplements. Like when I feel I'm on that level and I have earned the right to put some supplements into my body, then then I will. Otherwise, it, to me, it's I I, fi- I find myself I find it stupid. I find it stupid for me to put something in my mouth that I that's going to benefit me and salty the, so so marginal. And there's other things that are simpler, free, that I could be adjusting or doing in my program or my diet that will affect me way more than that. Why am I wasting my money and even doing that to well, me? Why don't I wait till I've got that all dialed and then, hey, I've, I'm perfect everywhere. I could use maybe, here's the, the little well, bit here, of a competitive edge. I'll tell you what, uh, year, a while ago when I discovered that I didn't need to eat uh, six meals a day, uh, I felt like these chains break off me, right? All of a sudden I felt, more free and things felt different. And I was like, man, I, I, I feel amazing that I don't have to be tied down to carrying food with me everywhere I go. It was a huge paradigm shift mm-hmm. for me. Then fast forward to now, uh, all of a sudden, like I'm still tied to supplements. I was still tied. There was still one chain left to that, that whole paradigm. And I'm breaking that now. And I'm not anti-supplement by any means. I think there's benefits to using them when you need them. But there was also, for me at least, uh, I felt like they were necessary. Like, oh shit! If I don't have my workout, my pro, my post work, you know, post workout protein, then I almost felt like that that workout would be, you know, negated in some way. Um, and now that I'm breaking that, it's fucking freeing, man. Yeah. It, it feels uh, it feels awesome to do that. It's funny that post that I did on the uh, the pre workout where I said, you know, pre workouts are crap. It was because it, it was the study that showed that, and I think we talked about it in a previous episode. How basically the benefits are coming from the caffeine is what is what I said and nothing else. So you could just drink coffee and you'd be fine. Well, a good friend of ours uh, contacted me and, uh, you know, he's like, hey, man, you guys, you really fucked up with that one. You know, so and so supplement company was going to call you and maybe work with you. But now they don't want to work with you anymore. And, you know, and, you know, to yeah, my get, response, get in line, <laughs> get in line. Yeah. My, res- my response was, well, I'm just going to go cry now. Yeah, they obviously haven't listened to any of our previous yeah, episodes. Nobody's going to want to sign with us because of our positions, which is fine. We don't give a shit. It's amazing, actually, we still get people that call, which I think is just purely because someone said, oh, you got to listen to them, and they have or found out how popular they are, and that's the only reason. Oh, so they just assume that we would want that. Like, bro, if you listen to our episodes, you know we couldn't even sell anything. No, if if we're going to sell anything, it's going to be information. We're going to teach you how to better yourself through just through better information. Uh, Better Right now, the main focus is on workout programming. Our programs are expertly programmed and the concepts are put in there and explained and there's videos and demos and that's uh we 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 know we know that if somebody invests in that they're gonna get a lot uh for their money versus if we put together this you know 
supplement that even if we put together a good supplement mm-hmm. it's not going to give people the benefit that people will focus too much on that anyway the, we exactly don't that. and that's not to say we might i don't know who knows in the future yeah, we might say, i wouldn't like say not necessarily true that we won't because there, there is a there is possibilities but we've talked about there's a need for it so there, there is there is exists. i mean let's be honest so uh we all still buy supplements we all use creatine we all, but i i would just it needs to be something that aligns with our values and it would be raw ingredients type stuff or things that don't have artificial sweeteners and dyes which it's nearly impossible to find I'll find a company that's all that and, and you know you we have to all of us you know have to order supplement different supplements from different companies yeah. because not all of them provide all right. the things that right. we're looking well, for so one's good in this you know market versus the other and they, they don't do like a blanket across the board yeah. right and, and unfortunately there's i can only think of honestly one company that uh relatively is in the same ballpark in terms of their mentality uh with ours um, and that's and listen, we have zero affiliation to this company, so I'm not plugging anybody. I'm just being honest. When I look at Onnit and their products and how they promote them and what they're, they stand for, that's really one company I can look at and say, okay, they they're they're getting it. Mm-hmm. They're understanding the benefit of you know uh, workout programming. If you look at their site, they they have lots of articles on nutrition and exercise. Their supplements are based on science and you know a lot of natural products and stuff like that. But they're the only. I mean, I can't think of really yeah. anyone else. That's kind of going in that direction. It's all- that it's like that big ship that you're talking about all the time, like steering that humongous ship. Like it takes a long time to turn. Everybody it. else is they're, they're like some companies are trying to turn it, but it's very small. Like you'll see like little introductions of like a more of a natural type product or an organic protein or something. You're like, ooh, yeah, yeah, great. But uh, you got a long ways to go. Yeah, well, I, I think of it the same way, and I've brought it up multiple times on the show. Is what we saw how we see Coke. You know, two years ago they had the they have the green soda out, but you don't see anything else. You know, it's not like they're getting rid of the other ones off the shelves. It's not like you know they're like covering their ass by having it. Yeah, so that you see companies doing that. Their bets, There's yeah. a lot of supplement companies that are starting to add like you know, oh, an organic piece or a a piece that doesn't have any artificial sweeteners or non-GMO. So you're seeing companies start to add that, but they still are providing, you know, a a, a product that has a bunch of the other shit in there too. So it's, you know, we got a long ways to go before that ship gets even close to turning all the way, I think. I think we we have a long road ahead of us. Well, it's a good thing Mind Pump is not a big-ass ship. We're fucking, (laughs) we're a small speed... We're one of those speedboats that yeah. smuggles drugs from freaking uh, right. you know, South America. <laughs> we got a turret gun We can on turn the top. really <laughs> fucking fast, and we can go underwater. Gun and bitches. Uh, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can check me out at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and go to mindpumpmedia.com. We've got tons of amazing testimonials on there and great products. We also have T-shirts, mugs, and caps for sale now. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. What's our Facebook page? Mind Pump Show. Mind Pump Show. Check us out. There it is. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.